0: Hey Ma, 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 I just I just shot, like, shot at a gopher, but now there's this black stuff bubbling up out of the ground. I don't know what to do. I think it's I think it's gonna ruin our field and, and we just can't afford that right now. Talking Texas tea here Yeah, black girl. Ah, Sanguin community, hey, welcome to the Sandwin Podcast, hosted by Yes Myself, Tom Baldwin. And uh, thank you for being the points of light that you are during, wow, especially if you're following the news, some dark times, Kate. I don't care who you are. There are some dark times and there are some crazy things going on. And it is the time where we need you more than ever. And so let me just say how much I appreciate you and your efforts and uh, your prayers, Kate. Let's not discount during this time, any time, but especially during this time, how much your prayers make a difference. Prayer makes a bigger difference than anything, okay? It's not that we don't take any other actions, but gosh darn it, the prayer makes such a difference, and you're impacting people, and bring it down to your community. Even your friends that disagree with you, pray for them. Not that they disagree with you, but that God would meet them, okay? We don't have to pray the details. All we have to pray, because God knows how to have perfect interactions, okay? And uh gosh, I'm I'm doing the K thing. I'm trying, trying, I'm verbalizing it so I don't do it. God, when he meets people, he knows specifically it is so important why it's so important, and how I've talked about it in, in previous podcasts that we know his voice. But what I pray for my friends is that they would just have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, with the Father, because they know. Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit know exactly what that person needs and knows exactly how to minister to them and can transform them into something incredible that you would have no idea. As you're praying, oftentimes, Kate, as I pray, these very specific details that annoy me, right? We just ask. Holy Spirit, give them an encounter. And as I grow as a Christian, that's what I want. That's what I want people to pray for me. Give Tom Baldwin, he's so annoying to me. Give him an encounter of the Holy Spirit. I will annoy you more if you pray that way. Because that's what I want. I ache and desire for those encounters, those intense experiences, because they transform me. And they will transform you and they will transform those around you. So continue to pray. Thank you for how you pray. You make a huge difference. So sanguinefaith.com you can go there you can rate my podcast super helpful you to get the podcast more visibility you can go to apple Podcasts, rate it there also super helpful and pandora also has a rating system and you can go there and rate it there super helpful at the website sanguinefaith.com you can donate there's paypal there's coffee buttons it's a great way to donate. I appreciate those of you that do that. And yes, I've said before, I accept donations up to five million dollars, and we can arrange a higher donation if you so feel that. Um, yes, I operate monthly at a loss. There are those of you that give, and I appreciate it. But there's a cost to giving this podcast, and I I give it very generously because I believe in the community of believers, and I believe in adding to that. And so, as you listen and people are entering the kingdom, it is worth it, and I will always choose to expand that. I do run out of time at times. As many of you notice, I'm so far behind. I think even as I'm doing this episode, I've been doing a bunch of episodes, but I'm still like at late August, and so just trying to fill up all the time slots. So those of you that are new listeners, you can go back and listen to some podcasts and catch up. And it's important, I mean, as we move forward, there's a lot of things I cover. And so if you're new to the podcast or to the family of God, it's important to go back and listen to those because there's some good content that builds on and will help you as you grow in your faith. And that's the desire here is to help you and to help you move ahead faster and quicker than I have and challenge you to become even more engaged. And as you're more engaged with your faith, there is more power that is able to flow through you. And so, so important. So, yes, I appreciate you. Thank you for the emails. You can email me at 406 gmail.com. I appreciate your feedback. Super helpful um, and fun. And yeah, I just like that. And you can uh, also, your prayer requests. I'll tell you, I love praying for people and I am, honored by the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, how they answer my prayers. And I want to see wholeness and fullness in your life. And so if you're worrying and fretting, just take a moment, shoot an email with your prayer request. Okay, It doesn't have to be anything huge. Or maybe it is huge in your life, and it can be something huge. Things that are causing you turmoil, turmoil are worth praying about. And so I would love to hear from you. So, black gold, Texas tea. Yeah, if those of you that are around my age range, you know that's a that's referring to the he- Beverly Hillbillies. And, you know, their whole, wow, and there's another, you know, boy, this is a hard habit to break, and I'm trying really hard. I appreciate those of you out there that are bearing with this as trying to get rid of the you knows and the ums. I also like so a lot, and so is like one of my favorite transition words, trying to form new habits. Thank you for bearing with me, and uh, it may get worse before it gets better, and I I apologize for that. Jed Clampett, back to the Clampetts, and the Beverly Hillbillies were pretty poor, you know, living in uh, backwater hillbilly country, obviously probably owned some land. I know it's a fictitious show, but it was so much a part of my childhood. I loved it so much, and I think the reason I loved it is just because when they got money it didn't change who they were I, I actually it was really funny and it made for a really funny show which the creators of that were brilliant and they they developed it well and it was on for a, a while and so it was obviously pretty popular but in reference to like our christianity as many of us don't realize that the place that we live and the family that we are a part of, that there is tremendous wealth just beneath the surface. And in the Clampett's case, you know, it took like a hunting accident, basically. Nobody got hurt, but shooting and the bullet hit the ground, I believe. And, you know, the oil started bubbling up and I I imagine their first response is, you know, what do we do? You know, poverty is always like, how are these crises going to affect us? Turns out, that it was tremendous wealth in the Christian community. There is this perception ah, that poverty is something noble and that living in poverty is something noble. And I just want to kind of, yes, I want to dispel that, but I don't want to step on too many toes. But the scriptures talk about that our father owns everything. There are references, you know, the cattle on a thousand hills and and different references like that, and that, you know, these things have been put under Jesus' control. Lots of scriptures referencing the wealth of God and that he has created all things and all things are in his hands. And so why is it noble for believers in Jesus to be poor? I don't think it is. There is the proverb that says, you know, Don't make me rich enough to forsake you, but don't make me too poor that I still. And so, yeah, there's a happy balance. But in this culture, it seems like the rich have just, oh, let's, I kind of need a reset on my thoughts. So let's just take a moment to reset because I have a thought that needs to come out, but I'm I'm having a a little trouble getting it here. And I I think it's really important. I think, yeah, I don't think the enemy wants it to come out. So I'm just going to take a moment here and just let, okay, this this begin to form, let the Holy Spirit to get it, get it out, because this is something that is going to go against the grain, and uh, it, it probably will rub some of you the wrong way, and I don't want it to deter you, I want it to engage you, and let's maybe just start with why it's so important, okay, the truth is, you know, the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil, okay, it never says, Tom said K okay, again, okay, pay attention to that, and he said it again, Wow. Pressing through here. Thank you for bearing with me. Got multiple things I'm trying to work on here. The love of money is the root of all evil. It is not money. The truth about money is money affords you choices, and money affords you a lot of things. But when you begin to have the love of money, and one of the things I think most of us have experienced as we get money— The fear of losing it grows tremendously, and it is one of the things I think the scriptures are addressing there is the love of money is is the root of all evil because what comes in is fear, and fear never has good outcomes. Fear never has good outcomes, and so when we gain money and then we fear losing it, we begin to be very selfish. We begin to spend money probably on things we should never spend like security, safes, different things to secure the wealth that has been brought in. Well, as believers and part of the family of God, whose wealth is that? It is a simple answer, but yet highly complex because we have this idea that we worked for it and we earned it. And that is true. But I have to tell you, I learned a lesson a long time ago where I worked and worked harder than I ever have in my life. And I made no money. Is that fair? No, but God showed me a very powerful lesson and it has transformed my belief. And I think it has freed me. I know it has freed me from a false belief and freed me and brought me a lot of comfort that God can turn the spigot on anytime. And if you're a believer and there are a lot of, like, I'd say quasi believers around this thing, they don't believe that God owns everything. And they believe what they own is theirs and they earned it rightly because of their hard work. And I just, I don't wish this on anybody. But God can take things away in an instant. Like your health can leave in an instant. Possibly it isn't God. Possibly it is just the natural choices. But in that instant, things can disappear. And if we don't believe that God's in control and that he can turn that spigot off in a moment, we operate under false beliefs. And I think, well, I believe this, that it limits the amount that we can receive because we only believe we deserve the amount that we can work for. Money allows choices, and as the kingdom of God is filled with money, it affords a lot of choices, and it affords a lot of things that can be done. Okay, Money can do things. Money can cure hunger. Money can put clothes on children's back. And so as believers, when we believe that it is only the fruit of our labor that brings in that money, and we only deserve that much— I think we're really limiting the power of God. And you're like, Tom, you're sure sounding a lot like Joel Osteen here. I have to tell you, some of those prosperity preachers are embracing part of the scriptures that the rest of us are ignoring. When your car breaks down and you have money to fix it, how much stress does that alleviate? It alleviates a lot. Okay, if that money could go to something else, it can make a huge difference. And here's like, well, Tom, you remember when you talked about the impossible and How we need to face if you have a lot of money, then you never face the impossible. I never said that we should like keep all that money for ourselves. Okay, the impossible is like realizing that the money comes in so we can send it out. And so I'm having a really hard time getting this across. I hope it's coming across, but it is time for a huge wealth transfer to happen into the kingdom of God. And it is not, it is for the people that are part of the supernatural family that have done with their, have dealt with their ego, have dealt with their need for identity. Okay. Money is something else that God's not going to pour into you. If you have this identity crisis and the money will bring you status, okay, it won't. And it's so important why the people of God need to deal with the dysfunction and that if money will bring you status and you will use it as a status symbol, it is probably going to stay as far away from you as it possibly can. And you're going to work and toil a lot there is a lot of money in the kingdom of god and it has went for status okay maybe not the kingdom of god maybe in the cultural christian realm for these huge buildings these huge things that serve us <sighs> okay this is a little bit of uh, what would you say being judgy um oh gosh how how do i how do i get here this this is sorry this is a struggle <sighs> I just, I don't want to be judgy, but there are things that are very evident. Like if Mother Teresa, let's just go there, and I don't care how you feel about Mother Teresa, but the one thing we know is that she cared about people tremendously, and if someone gave her a million dollars, she would not keep a penny of it, and she would probably ask for more than a million just because she's like, the need is so much. When money enters, the true, the followers that have dealt with their dysfunction it becomes an incredibly righteous tool. That's right, an incredible righteous tool. Okay, When it enters somebody with dysfunction, even somebody that's part of the supernatural family, but they haven't dealt with their dysfunction, it will destroy them, and it will prevent that money becoming a supernatural tool. We need a supernatural wealth transfer because God owns everything, but so much of his money right now is not being accessed by his children, for one, They don't believe they deserve it, okay, and they don't believe it's theirs, and possibly that's right, we don't deserve it, but through Jesus and through being grafted in as part of the family, it is ours. You have to start there. It is yours. It is part of your inheritance, and it was meant to be yours, and it was meant to be a righteous, divine, supernatural tool. And so we have to begin to get our mind around it. We don't fall in love with it. We fall in love with the God that can use it for transforming and use it as supernatural purposes. Right now, money is being used for such things as sex trafficking, for luring people into sin, for creating a network of an ability to partake in sin. We need to begin to create different networks and we need that money to become a supernatural resource to do that, where we have incredible funding, okay? Not building these giant, like I would call them idols of building that says, wow, look how awesome we are, instead of building these networks and saying, look how much we care about people. We are paying our own private investigators. We are supporting our own network of people that have the skills of investigation, but are also supernatural that are free exposing and bringing down these networks. We're not depending on the government because we have the resources to do this. And we believe in that we are supporting those righteous lawyers out there that are fighting for laws and cases to bring justice and morality back. And they're fighting day and night and they are in shoestring budgets. They should have all the money they need to not worry about providing for their family because they are being righteous. The people that are doing the work of the kingdom should not be in poverty. And so this podcast is all about engaging believers to make that shift, to deal with their dysfunction so they can receive the wealth of kingdoms that we need, and it's coming. And so I want you to be part of this. It is coming. It is time to deal with your dysfunction and your limitations on your thought of how much money needs to come into your realm or how much money that could come into your realm. We need dispensers of billions of dollars that hang on to enough to support them, right? Because that is valid. We need to take care of our children we need to take care of our family. And most of all, we need to take care of our elders. And the wisdom of our elders is worth every penny that goes to them. They have worked hard and they have served us well. And so we need to take care of them. But people that can dispense incredible amounts of money that God will bring in as they are not vacuums and suck everything up from themselves because they need that identity. And they're going to go out and spend it on things. Am I saying that a fancy car like a Ferrari is bad? No. But as you are a son and daughter of God and you look, What's out there that there are people stuck in sex trafficking? There are people stuck in addiction. There are people that are just being used and abused. And you go out there and buy that for yourself. The sons and daughters of God are like, there's no choice. There's obviously no choice. I have to give and I want to, and I don't need this. It is a mindset. And you're just like, well, what's the point of being wealthy? Can you imagine your heritage as the next leader is somebody that was freed or had the son and daughter that was freed and it transformed the nation and that your sacrifice, okay? And I really don't think there's sacrifices. God brings in wealth. He makes plenty to bring provision into households, okay? And he never called you to a life of poverty, but he called you to a life of generosity, okay? And as you're generous with, and this is a super cool part, okay, this is what God gave you. It's his. He's given it to you to be generous, and every act of generosity is rewarded. Holy cow, what an awesome setup for good. If there's any argument for how good God is, it is that setup. And so I'm asking you to begin to deal with those dysfunctions, your need for possessions to make you feel okay with how you are. Okay, When you get to the point where your identity is Christ and those blessings come, where you get some of those nicer things— They're so much sweeter because you can enjoy them with your father. And he says, I gave this to you because I just love you. And you're just like, I really didn't need this, but thank you. And that thing, let's just say it's a watch. That thing becomes a thing where God says, good job. I appreciate you. And not an idol that you're just like, oh, look at my watch. Oh, is that a whatever, whatever? Oh, it is. Oh, you know, and we all think people are like, oh, that person's awesome. What they really think is you bastard. I want that watch. You're just like, whoa, Tom, it's the truth. We think when we have nice things that people think highly of us, no, they think that they deserve it better than us. And they would like to find a way to get that really false thinking out there that possessions make you No, people, if they really reveal their th- true thoughts, they don't think you're deserving and they're deserving. And that is part of the dysfunction that really needs to be dealt with. And it is So prevalent in the Christian community, and I see so many people, okay, and I have been there, and I'm working to get out of this, but it has trapped us into poverty, okay? That kind of thinking and that dysfunction, because if we get wealth, it will destroy us as believers, okay? It was never meant to, okay? We have the supernatural capability to handle a lot of money, But we need to begin to demolish those strongholds, and it talks about in the scriptures how we have the weapons to demolish those strongholds of dysfunction. We need the renewing of our mind, because the love of money will destroy us. We have to have the love that comes directly from God's heart for people, for renewal, and believing that the thing that changes people is God's heart, and that when money is in the hands of people with God's heart, it is a supernatural tool. All right, my friends, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope I I begin to get some clarity. It was a struggle to get that out, but I, I felt like the flow started to get there. And sometimes when we're called to do things or we're called to t- say things, stick with it. Sometimes it gets hard and sometimes we want to give up, but it is important. And it is important that the people of God begin to have that transformation in their mind, because it is and it will okay this is getting into that reality that we want it will change the world so my friends may the holy spirit just bless your socks off this week i do declare your god's favor and goodness over you i declare his renewing over your mind and the strongholds of your thoughts to begin to be dismantled and rebuilt for god's supernatural purposes